Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing his word. It sounds like music in my ears. The sweetest name on earth. Oh. How I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. It tells me of of this love who died to set me free. It tells me of his precious blood, a sinner's perfect plea. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its word, it sounds like music in my ear, the sweetest thing on earth, oh, how I love Jesus, oh, how I love Oh, how I love Jesus, because he first loved me. It tells me of a Savior's love, who died to set me free, tell me of his precious blood, a sinner's first 
perfectly. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. He comes, he how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. He comes, he first loves He first loved me. He He first loved me. Amen. The Bible said while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. He showed his love towards us. Amen. While we died to set us free. Bible says, the Son set free. Amen. Thank God tonight. Thanks for freedom. Amen. Thank God for being free. Thank Him for the price He paid for our freedom. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised. Our iniquity. The chastisement of our feet was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Amen. Thank God for freedom. Amen. Just think about what he went through, how he suffered before he died. Amen. How he suffered before he even started suffering from the, from the whip, knowing that one of his own had betrayed him. Amen. That type of suffering is even more than a physical suffering. Knowing that one that should love you and embrace you, amen, kisses you and betrays you. Amen. What a suffering he went through for you and I. Amen. That should encourage us. Thank you. Amen. To want to serve him. Balance of our day. Amen. We want to sacrifice our agenda for his agenda. Man, and work for the kingdom of heaven. Not for your church, not for my church, but for the kingdom. It's much larger than our church. Our church could never, amen, expand as wide and large and as deep as the kingdom is. Amen. Get too caught up on our personal churches. Amen. On our pastor. On our choir. On our deacon and deaconess. And all the people that Operating in the church. Amen. But we need to be uh, mindful of the kingdom of God. He didn't say that our church was at hand. He said that the kingdom of God. Amen. The kingdom of heaven was at hand. Amen. And that's what we need to be mindful of and, and more uh, thoughtful of. It's God's kingdom. Amen. That's what we make up 
A man does not mix the family. A woman does not mix the family. Amen. But it's the man and the woman joined together to bring forth children and make family. Amen. That's the same thing about our church. Your church don't make the kingdom. My church don't make the kingdom. But we all are part of God's kingdom. One body, one faith, one baptism. Amen. Oh, how I love Jesus. First love. Amen. Before I had him on my mind. Amen. He had me on his mind. Amen. He had me on his mind. But I didn't love him. He loved me. But I didn't consider him. He considered me. Amen. To the point that he was willing to go to Calvary. Amen. Willing to be tied up at the whipping post and be whipped 39 stripes. Amen. Amen. Carried that old rugged cross of Calvary. Amen. Laid down and was nailed to the cross for your sins and for mine. And was raised up between the heaven and the earth. Amen. And just say among this word. Amen. And go on for the love of God. Wars mankind. Our lesson on tonight coming from chapter second point. Chapter of second point. I'll be reading verse of King James. That's what we can get to. Our verse scripture may read this. And I pray that. We get the same understanding. And all I get let us get an understanding. And when we receive revelation, God looks for us to make what? Application. And when we get revelation, God looks for us to make it. Application. And apply it to our lives. Amen. If the outer man perish, the other man Amen. We receive something, God took us to apply it. It don't all happen overnight. It don't happen one week, one month. It happens over a span of time so that you don't get the big head. This is what Paul was talking about when he said that, that the Lord had Satan, uh, that allowed Satan to bucket him in his, in his flesh. Amen. That he won't get uh, above about himself, above himself. Amen. Don't get bumped up in pride. Sometimes that's what happens when we think that we, we didn't learn a few scriptures, we didn't receive some revelation. God didn't give us a word. We won't run here, there, and everywhere. Amen. Because we think we know something. And we run into somebody that know more of you and change your whole mind, your whole, your whole conception about what you thought you knew. So we got to learn as well. Day by day. In fact, we used to sing a song in the church. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. All I'm asking is help me, Lord. And give me the strength. Do everything one day. Amen. From Second Samuel chapter 18, we begin our reading from verse number one. Thank God for everyone's presence. Thank God for those that call. And we pray that the word of God. 
but Joab held back the people. And it took Absalom and cast him into a great pit in the woods, and laid a very great heap of stones upon him. And all this was spared, everyone to his camp. Now Absalom and his lifetime, and Jacob and reared up for himself a pillar, which is in the king's gate. But he said, I have no son to keep my name in the day Absalom my name, it is called unto this day Absalom's place. Then said Ahasuerus, the son of Zedah, let me now run and tell the king's eyes how that the Lord had avenged him on his enemy. Joab said unto him, Thou shalt not bear tidings this day, but thou shalt bear tidings of another day. But this day thou shalt bear no tidings, because the king's son is dead. Then said Joab to Cushai, Go tell the king. Cushai bowed himself unto Joab and ran. Then said Ahab, son of Zedah, that was given to Joab. But whosoever let I pray thee, also run after Cushai. And Joab said, Wherefore will thou run, my son, seeing that thou hast no tithes with me? But whosoever, howsoever saith he, let me run. And he said unto him, Run. And Ahab ran on the way of the plain, and overran Cushai. He sat between the two gates. The watchman went up to the roof over the city, unto the wall, and lifted up his eyes, and looked, and behold, a man running along. And the watchman cried, and told the king, and the king said, If he be alone, there is a tidings in his heart. came a pace, and drew near, and the watchman saw another man. And the watchman called unto the watchman called unto the porter and said, Behold, another man running alone. And the king said, He also bring it tight. And the watchman said, Me thinketh the running of the foreboard is like the running of a hermit, son of Zara. And the king said, He is a good man, and cometh with good time. And Hermes called and said unto the king, All is well. And he fell down to the earth upon his face before the king and said, be the Lord thy God, which had delivered up the men and lifted up their hand against my Lord the King. The king said, Is the young man Absalom safe? And the high man asked, When Joab sent the king's servant, and me, thy servant, I saw a great tumult, but I knew not what it was. And the king said unto him, Turn aside and stand here. And he turned aside and stood still. And behold, Cushai came. Cushai said, Tidings, my lord the king, for the Lord had avenged this day of all them that rose up against him. The king said unto Cushai, Is the young man Absalom safe? Cushai answered, Image of my lord the king, and all that that rise against thee to do he hurt, he as thou he as that young man did. And the king was much moved, and went up to the chamber over the gate, and wept. And as he went, went, thus he said, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, for God I had died for thee. O Absalom, my son, my son. And then chapter 18, verse 1 to verse 33. The Lord had a blessing to read in here to for the word. What a chapter. Whatsoever a man so. Yeah, I tell you all.
and who love God. God is giving him a strategy. 
he brought him out. You know what Moses said, Lord, how did how would the people know that you sent me to bring the people out? He said, they'll know when, when you bring them out. No, I sent you when you bring them out. You know what God was saying? Because you, a mere man can't do what I'm about to do. What I'm about to perform through you, you know mere man do this. So when you bring them out, they're going to know that I'm the one who sent you down there. So the Bible tells us and it shows us, you know, a thousand times over, one man made a difference. He made a difference. Oh, he made a difference. Who can make a difference? If we, if we stick to what God then called us to do, and go where God sent us to go, and not follow behind people because of the numbers, we can make a difference. You know how? Because of God. Not because of who you are, but because of who God is inside of you. We can make a difference. So he tell David, say, look, I don't need you to go out. You're more than 10,000 of us. You're worth 10,000 of us. Because people see the God inside. They see God working through you. How God gave you victory. They see what God has done for you, in you, and through you. And saw this, they have experienced this. That's what we need, that we need some experience. Experience working patient and patient, working hope, and hope make us not ashamed. We need some experience. We want it, but we don't want to go through anything. We want a good church. We want a good this and we want a good that. But we don't want to put nothing into it to have what we want. The only way we're going to get it, God got to bring us through something and give us some experience. Experience, work it, patience. You got to have some patience in this thing. It's not going to happen overnight. Even with God working for you. Why? Because God got to bring us through some experiences to know that if it had not been for the Lord, all of this stuff we didn't went through, we still here, we still standing. Still moving forward, we still advancing. Man, this got to be God. That's how God gets the glory. God is not a magician. He don't want us, he don't want us to take him as a magician. What did the people do when Jesus was walking Jerusalem and Judea and all the region? Show us a sign. Perform a miracle. And that's what people is looking for. Signs and miracles. They want no experience. They don't want to go to anything. They want, they want the blessing. They want the blessing, but we don't want to experience that. So they told David, they said, no, you know, you work more than 10,000 of us. So, so David said, you know, whatever you say, whatever is right with you, is what, what, what I'm going to do.
show thyself approved. A workman that need not be ashamed, rightly divide the word of truth. How can we get in that position? How can we do this and we don't study? How can we how can we be successful and succeed in what God has called us to do? Yeah, you can be talented, anointed and all of that. But we can't succeed if if we not put not put forth effort. Moses, God could have, could have, could have worked. America just delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. He said, "What he said? He said he was going to show forth his power." That's why every time the word went forth, our heart got hard. No matter how much a person's heart get hard when the when the word comes forth. Not gonna change. It's not gonna gonna take the effect of God's word away. Verse five says, "The king commanded Joab and Abishai and Abishai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man.' But what Absalom and all the people heard when the king gave all the captives charge concerning Absalom. So after you tell David that they don't need him to go out on the battlefield because of his worth and his value to the to the nation." So when you're in leadership, it's not just giving orders, it's good that you have to hear too. Instead of having to hear, hear. And hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And we are the church. And so it's not it's not just in us giving orders, it's also in us receiving orders. We don't move on our own. We move and it's God leads us. We got to be led by the Spirit of God. But to be that led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's how we show that we are of God's family when we are led by God. And we like children in the in the earthly family. How do we know? Because the children listen to the parents. That's why the Bible says, I have them. That's more than that mother. The Lord, that that day it may be long upon the earth. This is how they know, because of a, a, a parent having children and children have a mother and a father. People don't want parent their children. They want to be friends with their children. You can't be friends and parent them too. Have to be one or the other. But in most cases, time when parents won't be friends. They dress alike, they drink alike, they smoke alike, and all of this, and a child lose respect for them. You know, when it's time for you to be a parent, you don't want to listen to that you say. And so David, you know, he knew God. He knew God. And so he knew in order for the give orders, he knew he had to also have a to hear to take orders. So when the people spoke to him, he heard that this was, 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 was a strategy. These were godly words that he was receiving. You don't need him out in the battle. Because the fight was all about him. It wasn't about the people that was with him. The fight that they was about to get bought the phone was all about David. So David, in the heart of God, even though Absalom is out to take his life, and embarrass him, lay down with his concubine, bring him out of his palace, from out of the, the city of Jerusalem, bring him out, he still has a heart for his son. 
said something that's not a picture of God. All that we do is the word of God, but it's his command. Even though we know it's not right to do it, we still do it. God still show his love to all. You hear people say all the time, you overlook my fault. Still attended to my I can understand why some of these hymn hymn knowledges, some of these words in the song, Oh how I love Jesus because he first loved me and, and all the rest of these songs that talk about God's great love because they realize the sin uh and the iniquity that was lying in them and God still had mercy on them. Thank God for the hundred and thirty Song that David wrote that his mercy, woo, do it forever. Everything that David spoke about in that song, you know what he concluded each verse with? And his mercy, do it forever. Yeah, to read it sometimes. Everything he read about what God had did for Israel and how did what Israel did to all God, you know what he said at the end? And his mercy, do it forever. And so this is this is the Again. I'm showing the picture of God's heart. Not the people that's after David. It's Absalom who's after David. And they're honoring Absalom's words because even though Absalom is not really the king, he's still the king's son and he still had power to command people. So they are following. They're going out. Kill David. Secure the throne for Absalom. But what do David say? You're gentle. With Absalom. You're gentle. Remind me of the word David on the cross. After they spit on him. Looked up to the heavens and his father. They know not what they do. But we, as a people, we look for what? Prepare. We want to get them back. We want to get them back. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them who I am. You want to come out here and talk about testing with me? I'm going to show you something. But what David tell the people? He position them to make them successful in the battle. So that his men would not get killed, they would get the victory. But whatever you do, you're gentle with Absalom. Now, we've got a whole lot of innocent people that's following Absalom now. They're going to die in this battle. You're gentle with Absalom. These people would not lose their life if they wouldn't be following Absalom. Why do you hear, you used to hear old folks say you have to be careful with the company you keep? Be careful with the company you keep, because the company you keep can cost you the whole life. Feel gently. For my sake, young man, even with Absalom, all the people heard what the king gave, all the captain charged concerning Absalom, they, they heard this. It was astonished, shocked by what they heard. This, this verse is not reading in this manner. For no reason at all. The people heard this. 
the time getting hurt, people say certain things, and they catch you by surprise, and you take a second look and say, you say, what? What did she say? I can't believe what I heard. This is what the people, this is what really going on here. You have to turn back and look. This is what they said, talking about the agenda with him, and this man here is out to secure the throne and take it from him and kill him? Verse 16. So the people went out into the field of Ephesians. Was in the woods of Ephraim. Look where he bring the battle at. The place that they are familiar with. They're familiar with these battlegrounds. Absalom wasn't familiar with those type of battlegrounds. So the people went out into the field. Is that something? Israel. It's about nation. It's his chosen people. And what they are doing? Fighting against one another. Church fighting against that church. We're putting down that pastor. But they if the house be divided, but against the devil. And that's saying that's what the devil did. He didn't he didn't pit it up against ourselves. Hitting us against ourselves. Talking about about this church and talking about that church. You remember the you remember the, 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 the scripture where when he when, when he went back and told Jesus that he was out there baptizing and, and, and speaking and using his name. He said, Look, don't worry about what they're doing out there. He said, if they're not against me, they are for me. Because people is preaching and, and Teaching Christ and they and they are, are prospering as per se in numbers and in building size or, or whatever else they're doing with their ministry, we fight against one another. And this is this is what's happening here. Surely it's the nation of God that he formed from from, from one man. Jacob had twelve sons. That formed up the nation of Israel, the twelve tribes of Israel. This is the thing that formed the 12 tribes of Israel, sons of Jacob. God called them Israel. So Jacob, he said, your name shall, shall not be called no more Jacob, but that, that name shall be called Israel. Change his name. And what they're doing. against one another. That's the same thing we do in the church. Fight against one another. You have people in the church, you have parents on the other side before you speak to one another. And we're supposed to be the church of God. We're supposed to be in Christ. But Paul said, if any man be in Christ, therefore, he's a new creature. Old thing. A pass away before all things. But we get there instead of we come together by this was one of the things that Paul had to deal with the Corinthian church about division in the church. In the church, talking about one another, putting down one another. Here's the Bible saying verse six. So the people went out into the field against Israel. Who's the people? The people that was with 
not from the nation of Israel. It was, it was from different, different nations. He took sides with David during the time that David was out in the field fighting, but Saul was still your king. And they saw something in David, so they followed David. You realize people, regardless of what walk of life they come from, if they see something in you, they'd be willing to follow you. So the people went out in the field to fight against Israel. People had no problem killing Israel. They didn't have no dog in that fight. It wasn't going to hurt them to kill the Israelites because they were not Israelites. They were fighting because of David. They were fighting for the state of David. And to kill these Israelites wasn't, didn't mean anything to them. So they fought against Israel. So they were fighting against themselves. Same thing we do with the church. We fight against one another. I can't understand how you can find three, four, five churches within a, 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 a circumference of, a, a, of, a, of a community and they don't even come together. If they could come together, it not only can change the community, it can change the city. And they can really show God's love. You got the shrines and all of this, the hospitals and all of these different things that they have put together. Amen. Show love. Help people. And here you got churches fighting against one another, and they can't build a grocery store to work together. Lord help us. Got all of these organizations and associations and, and, and the president of the of the of the National Baptist Association and all of this stuff. And what you do, you catch them in houses for the women, going on vacation. Here you got people in the community starving to death, of those losing their houses and stuff. How in the world could we allow, like the Shriners, uh, or these different organizations that came together to help people that have been worked out of their houses? Them to, to, to hospitals and to different cities to be healed and pay for the whole cost of it. And here we the church of the living God. We can't help a person to stay in their house. We ride around in Mercedes and Cadillacs and, and BMWs and all of this stuff and wearing uh, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars suits and trying to impress one another. Here we, we're supposed to be the church of the living God, and here we can't help nobody. We can't help nobody. You don't hear the federal government going and, and uh, what they call audit. You don't see them auditing uh, St. Jude. You don't see them auditing, auditing uh, trials. You hear them auditing the church. Because the church and gave itself a bad name. What they, what they are doing with God's money. It's supposed to be a non-profit organization and people pocketing and, and, and storing up money for themselves. Here we ain't doing nothing to help one another. Why? Because we fight against one another. We're trying to be larger than the next church. We're trying to be more popular than the next pastor. While the people is dying in sin. Lord, help me. People is going out on the battlefield and lot. People are going to lose their life this day. You realize people is losing their life 
each and every day, slipping to our fingers while we fight against ourselves. Verse 7 says, well, where the people of Israel were slain before the servant of David, and there was there a great slaughter that day, 20,000 men. 20,000. 20,000 souls. Oh. How many we didn't love? How many slipped to our feet? How many fell out in the field because we wasn't an effective witness? How many people turned away from us because how they see us fight against ourselves? You hear people say, What's the sense of me coming into church? You know? Doing the same thing out the street, fighting, cussing out one another, and down with this one, that one, and the other one. You're doing the same thing out there. Why I got to go into church and do this? Verse 8 said, For the battle was there, scattered over the face of all the country, and the wood devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. Look at the experienced men of war. These experienced men of war. We sing the song. We are what? Soldiers in the army. We sing that song. We are soldiers in the army. We have to fight. Although we have to cry. We have to hold up the blood and banner. We have to hold it up until we die. It goes to talking about those who came before us. My mother, she was a soldier. She had her hand as a gospel plot. Do you realize what, when, when, when you get to a certain age, people can't do what they used to do? couldn't fight anymore. We have to do what we need to do while God has given us our health and our strength, our vitality throughout that. On the battle. But the battle was there scattered over the face of all the country. And the wood. Look, look how God got resources. Look at the resources God used to, to even the numbers. He didn't need people. He used the wood. Absalom had the majority of the people that went out into the battle. Even had, had God on his side. So God used the wood. Look what the Bible says. The wood devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. He wasn't throwing no lances and, and shooting no bow and arrow. This was hand to hand combat. When the people was coming into the wood, the woods was 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 jugging them in their necks and in different places and killing them more than they they, they lost their lives by, by the sword. Verse nine happened on that the servants of David were rolled upon a field. He went under the thick boards of a great oak, and his head caught hold of the oak. He was taken up between the heaven and the earth, and the meal that was stuck on the way. Same thing. You know what the Bible says? 
Bible study, I didn't know anything about Absalom. The Bible said that he was a good-looking man. He was, he was head and shoulders above the rest. And he had big locks of hair. His pride. He loved, he loved his pride to be stroked, his ego. He built his pride up. And the same thing that built him up was the same thing. He took him down. Thing that, that that he looked up to was the same thing that took him down. Obviously, we should not think more of ourselves than we ought to. He was stuck on himself. You know how people say how some people think they're so good looking and and and, and are, are so fine that they get they, they stuck on them on themselves. This was Absalom. Absalom was stuck on himself. Look, his honk, his hair, it all for granted because it all came from women. It all came from women. It all came from God. The book of, in the book of St. John, he said, it was not anything made. It was not made by God. Everything that you see, every person you see that's created, God did. Look in the book of Jeremiah. When he told Jeremiah, he said, before I own thee. So, so when we look at ourselves and talk about our nose too big, our ears too big, you know, my eyes too small. All you're doing is you're talking against God because God is the one who formed us the way we are. So Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the womb, he said, I knew thee. I ordained thee. So it's God who, who's doing the making. He's God, it's God who's doing the forming. That's why the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Why? Because we are made by God. Let the servant of David. Absalom rode upon a mule, and the mule went under the thick holes of the great oak, and his head caught hold of the oak. It was taken up between the heaven and the earth, and the mule that was under him went away. You know what was going on here? He met David's servant, turned coward, and ran. He was trying to run, he was trying to get away. He couldn't get away. Can't get away from God. Don't ever think that you can get away from God. You might get by for a while, but you're gonna never get away from God. I hope that something we say in our lesson on tonight called somebody attention. Amen. Especially if we call ourselves the church, because God was talking to the church tonight, talking to us who, who, who have professed the profession of our faith. We should not be fighting against one another. I say if we fight and devour one another, we'll be consumed one of another. That's what we do when we fight together. Talk about this church, talk about that pastor. 
talk about one another. Don't get on the other side of the church and you won't have to speak to one another. I pray that that's something that the Lord says on tonight. That cause our eyes to open and our hearts for them to be lifted up. Let us hear from you. Type us a line. Our email address, NW of Life 2002 at yahoo.com. Our uh, mailing address, 2282, at Highway 249, Pinehurst, Texas. Our zip is 77362. Care of Pastor Herman L. Evans. Let us hear from you. And I do pray that we've been a blessing to, to someone on tonight. I do pray that uh, eyes of understanding have been enlightened. That go up and use this lesson on tonight to help us to see the error of our ways. So may God bless you, may God keep you. This is our prayer. This concludes our lesson on tonight. Remember, tell a family member, tell a friend, tell somebody about this lesson. Amen. We're talking about life. We're talking about the things that we deal with. This is what God said the word is. The word is spirit, it is life. And if we don't talk about, about life and the spirit of God, how he quickens the word. And we just wasting our time. But let us hear from you. God bless you. May God keep you. This is our prayer. Good night, man.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.